Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the menstrual cycle and we're going to be looking at all of it as as seasons. So we're going to break them down into winter, spring, summer, and autumn. So the average cycle is about 28 days. And it is fascinating because a lot of times women will just focus on, oh, I'm on my period. This is what I'm dealing with on my period. And they forget that there's actually hormonal shifts that are happening throughout the 28 days. And those impact them greatly. So it impacts us physically, but it also impacts us mentally and emotionally in huge ways as well. So there's a few things that I really want to preface this podcast with. One, I don't want you to be looking at these seasons and what we're going to talk about and how we're going to break them down. I don't want you to be looking at them as an excuse to be a victim. You are not a victim to your hormones. You can still step into your higher self, step into power, no matter the hormonal shifts that are going on. But I do think it's important to study these to understand why we're feeling the way that we're feeling during different times, during different seasons, and how we can actually be empowered during these times instead of just being a victim to be acted upon. So a lot of women will excuse their behavior because of this season. And I I don't really want to be that person. I actually want to use this knowledge as power. I want to be able to understand, okay, why am I feeling this way? And what can I accomplish even though I feel this way? Or even though this is happening within my body? Another reason why I feel like this is very important is as a coach, I watch people go through these seasons. So one of my favorite quotes by Young Pueblo is, maturity is knowing that when your mood is down, you should not trust the way you see yourself. That is such a powerful quote because there are times when there are hormonal shifts within the body and we're feeling a lot of feels and we want to say, well, because I'm feeling this, it's fact, and it's not. So a lot of times we are ignoring facts and we're basing things purely off of feeling. And then we start telling ourselves this story in our head based off of those feelings. So as a coach, I will see somebody, and this will make more sense as we kind of go through these, you know, winter, spring, summer, autumn, like these phases. And I'll talk about the hormonal shifts that happen in the body and usually the effects. Now, keep in mind, this is not black and white. This is not how everybody feels. So don't just assume that everybody's going to feel this way. And don't just assume that this happens to everybody. And might I even add that these shifts can be different as you age or just in different periods of your life. So there will be different periods of time when you feel these shifts stronger than other times. 
So a client will check in in their, in their summer phase and they'll be like, I feel amazing. Oh my goodness, I'm seeing so many changes in my body. I'm feeling so good. I feel like I'm really coming along. I haven't hit my goal yet, but I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling awesome. Two weeks later, seriously, two weeks later, why isn't my body changing? I'm really frustrated. Nothing's happening. I'm, I still look the same. I this, I that, and it's just all, all negative. And sometimes it's a weak difference. And I'm just like, wow, like what happened? Well, I can tell you what happened. They're experiencing these hormonal shifts and they're allowing these feelings to be facts in their mind. And they're telling themselves stories and they're believing their stories as fact when it's not. It's based off of uh, feelings. And feelings are real. I'm not disregarding anybody's feelings. Feelings are real. But just because a feeling is real and powerful doesn't mean it's based off of facts. So I see this a lot with women in their body as they go through these hormonal shifts, it shifts the way they feel. So let's kind of go through these. We'll start out with winter. This is usually day one through five-ish. Now remember what I said, this can vary per person. This is just a very generalized statement here. So day one through five-ish is going to be winter. And this is when your period arrives. This is menstruation. Keep in mind what's happening to your hormones. Well, all of your reproductive hormones have shifted down. So you are going to have lower energy. For some, they may feel a lot more tired than others. You're working, your body's working really hard during this time period to release the blood in the lining of your uterus. And it tends to send more signals to your body to slow down. If you think about wintertime and almost what happens to animals, what do they do? I think about bears, like this is hibernation time. This is, I'm going to build my nest. I'm going to throw up my protective walls and I'm going to pull back from a lot of people and individuals. And this is hibernation time. So I see this happening. Fitness aside, this is, this is usually what happens for me. I am an introvert at heart. This is when my introvert side of me is full blown. I just want to stay in my room. I just want to pull back from people. And it's kind of like a time of emotional recovery for me. That is really how I feel. Because this topic usually comes up a lot when I talk about menstrual cycles is people will say, okay, so what do we do about training during this period? Well, there, there are people who build their entire coaching off of this one idea. I have a really hard time with people who build coaching off of one nutrition idea or one training idea because I feel like if you build your entire coaching or all of your books off of keto, well, I feel like you're going to err on the side of saying that keto is like the cure-all when it's not. Are there some quote-unquote benefits? Yes, but can those benefits be achieved in multiple different ways? Yes, but if somebody's built their entire coaching 
off of keto, then they're not going to tell you all of these other ways that you can achieve the same exact results because their entire coaching, all of their books are based off of this one cell. So I have a really hard time with that. I think a wise coach will have a lot of tools in their pocket and per the individual, they'll know which tool to pull out. So it's kind of the same when people, oh, low carb, that's where it's at. No, because research has shown that low carb works, high carb works as long as you're in a calorie deficit. Intermittent fasting, that's it. Well, no, because once again, research shows that any benefits you get with intermittent fasting can be achieved um, like through multiple different ways. So I do have a really hard time with coaches that grab onto one thing and they base their entire coaching off of it and they sell it like it's gospel truth. And it's like, ah, no, no. It's the same thing when people sell nutrition based off of body, body types, certain body types. Ectomorphs can only eat this way. Well, that's not actually true. So that is a very, very old school fitness fallacy that I keep seeing get recycled in fitness. And people base their entire coaching off of, let me give you a macro ratio based off of your body type. But if somebody bases their entire coaching off of this, of course, they're just going to preach and preach and preach and preach the benefits of this perfect ratio number per your body type. And I just really want to emphasize that the literature is pretty sound on this one at this point that no, it's not based off of body type. And no, there's not one perfect macro ratio per person even. That there's a multiple different ratios that can work. And actually, the wiser approach would be basing your nutrition and your carb intake on your training protocol. So, but that's a podcast for another day. So when it comes to women asking me, okay, well, what do I need to change because I'm on my period now? What training should I be doing right now because I'm on my period? Well, I think that we forget that the individual should be taken into mind. So people will often preach like, well, you can't hit PRs on your period because that's when your body slows down. It's like there are literally millions of people who hit PRs on their period. I was having this conversation with my sister who is a pro Ironman athlete. And she's like, my period doesn't influence my energy in training at all. Like it doesn't influence mine either. So usually people are like, oh, during when you are ovulating during the summer, that's the summer period for a woman, that's when you can hit all your your PRs. It's like, well, no, there are people who hit just as many PRs on their period as they do in their ovulation time. And there's not a whole lot of research showing that women need to massively change their training on their period. Now, have I had women who maybe we need to prioritize rest a little bit more on their period? Yes. So we, instead of training four times a week, they go down to three. They're doing the same training that they were doing the week before, but they just pull back, prioritize rest and recovery during this period. 
because of the amount of blood that they're losing, they need to prioritize sleep. They need to make sure that their micronutrients are increased during this period. Sometimes they will have the green juice powder. They'll be taking it two times a day to make sure, making sure their vitamins, minerals are all on point during this period because they're losing so much blood. So it is going to be wiser to focus on sleep and nutrients versus I need to now change my entire training program because I'm on my period. Now, another thing too is the mental aspect is huge. It is huge. You tell somebody you can't perform as well on your period and it is going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. That woman is going to walk in with that belief and all of a sudden she's not going to perform very well. So I think a lot of times it can even come down to women just being told, well, you're handicapped when you're on your period, so you can't do much. And they buy into it and they believe it. I see the same thing with women when they're pregnant. Now, are there women who need to lower their activity level during pregnancy? Yes. Are there women who maybe can't lift over 15 pounds because they've... um had major pelvic floor issues and there are certain things that the, their doctor is seeing in their pregnancy and they have to be hyper aware and cautious of? 100% yes. Do majority of women need to do that? No. So these women are being told, well, you're pregnant, you're handicapped, you can't make this stuff up. The medical books up until 10, 10-ish years ago actually included pregnancy under handicap. Are you kidding me? I hit PRs during my pregnancy. The day before Link was born, I hit a new PR on my deadlift of 225 pounds. So I'm not saying everybody should be doing that, but, I'm, but you don't need to stop training because you're pregnant. If you were training and training well, when you got pregnant, keep on training. So let's dive back into this winter period. Now, a lot of times women want to say, oh, low energy. They just want to focus on the negative. But let's look and see what can be a superpower during this time. I really like the idea of using this winter time as a time of letting go. Because many women will notice a few days leading up to their period, or on their period, that their water weight usually increases. And so their, the weight, their scale, is going to increase. And it's usually an uptake either a few days before or just generally during their period, they will see a huge uptake. Right now is a wonderful time in this winter phase of letting go a lot of these things that you've been holding on to. Let go of this scale. Let go of measurements. Even pictures during this time frame are relatively unreliable because you're going to be seeing bloating. You're going to be seeing that increase in the scale. So a lot of those factors in fitness, a lot of those measurements that women hold so tightly to, this is a wonderful time 
when you can practice letting those things go. And even sit down and write, what are things in fitness that you've been holding too tightly to that are actually diminishing your joys? So write those down. Let them go. Use this as a time to really pull into yourself, recover emotionally, let a lot of things go emotionally. The next phase is spring. And it is so true. It is like this, you will get this spring back in your step. So you are going to notice estrogen levels begin to rise. You feel more energetic, more motivated, more hopeful, optimistic. This is usually a time when ideas start flowing. It is a great time to get curious about your winter phase. Why did X, Y, and Z bother me so much? Can I continue to let these things go, be wiser about my approach in fitness going forward, right? Now is the time when you really see that uptake of energy, you're feeling more positive. Now is a great time to really revisit your goals writing them down, be empowered by them, and then be excited to move forward in them. The next phase is your summer phase, which is day 12 to 19-ish. So during spring and summer, this is usually when we feel our best. Now during this time of summer, that is the ovulation period. So you are going to feel uh, heaps of energy, You are going to feel, this is usually when you start really coming out feeling a lot more social. Biologically, this is when you're feeling your sexiest and when your hormones are all at their peak. So your sexual hormones are going to be peaked during this time. And that is why this is usually when my clients are telling me, I feel awesome. I feel so sexy. My body feels looks so good. I'm feeling the best I have for a while. This is usually when I get a lot of those messages coming in. And people just have to realize that during this time, you are just going to feel amazing. But also be cautious that you're not setting up, you know, day 20 through 28 up in a manner that you can't sustain. So this is usually when people are like, my goals can be even higher because I'm just hitting things. And so this is when they're like, oh, I can drop calories even lower. I can add even more cardio in. And just be cautious that maybe during this time you can, but be careful because come fall and winter, your energy and your hormones are going to drop just a little bit. And so just be cautious that you're not setting yourself up for failure for your fall and your winter period. So I actually look at this from a business perspective. My business, I have a lot of goals. I have a lot of things that I try to accomplish. And if I set goals during my summer season, I usually during my fall season am like, how, like, how am I going to keep up with this? I had so much energy during the summer to work so hard and do so much. And now during the fall, as my energy comes down and during the winter, when my energy is at its lowest, I look at these goals that I made during the summer and I'm like, I made some pretty unsustainable goals. 
So actually during fall is one of the best times to make your goals because you will have a more realistic approach to your energy levels. Once again, I just want to quickly reiterate, these are ideas that I want you to wisely take into your life. I don't want you to be like, okay, day one through six, I will have no energy. I can't do anything. Day seven through, you know, I don't want you to to take it so black and white, but I want you to understand these big principles of your energy levels rise and fall. Be aware of that. So when your energy levels are at their peak highest, maybe making all of your goals based off of your performance for that day and the next day when your energy levels are super high, sometimes we just need to be cautious because remember when the energy levels fall, are we going to be able to sustain that? And if we can't, we need to be cautious because that's usually when people start feeling failure. In fact, let's kind of move into this autumn phase because during autumn, it's where our progesterone begins to rise and our estrogen dips. So we start slowing down a little bit more. So you, you will start noticing you have less energy. But also, this is usually a period of time when you feel a lot more sensitive and you're extra critical to yourself and other people. So this is a time when shame can come out strong if we're not cautious and if we're not always working towards being careful of our ego and being careful of shame and not letting shame be a driving force in our life. So if you are setting up these crazy goals because during the summertime you were able to do that and you were able to achieve that and then comes winter and you have this dip and you're feeling extra critical of yourself and now all of a sudden you can't do what you did last week. Doesn't this sound so familiar? Doesn't, haven't you felt this before? Why can't I be doing all the things I was doing last week? Last week I was feeling so good. I was feeling this and this and that. We forget to keep in mind that our energy levels come and go and we need to be okay with that. We need to be okay that our 100% last week can look different than our 100% this week. But that doesn't mean that we're still not giving 100%. It just means we may not have the same capacity that we had last week. And that's okay. When we allow these energy ups and downs, when we allow ourselves to experience those and to still be able to say, I'm still giving 100%. It doesn't look like what my 100% was last week, but I'm still giving 100% this week then we can get rid of a lot of that shame. We can end up hitting our goals and feeling so much better about ourselves in general because we are so much kinder to ourselves and we're giving ourselves appropriate amounts of mercy. So I think that that's so important to understand that. Like I said, during autumn, during fall, is a great time for us to sit down and really make our our goals and make like what we can do on a sustainable level because usually this is a time when our energy levels we're not experiencing the crazy highs the crazy lows 
we're just kind of at that just right of, I can come up with a really good plan that I can sustain because I'm not at this crazy high or crazy low. I'm more of a sustainable level right now. So this can be a great superpower, but also understand, once again, just understanding the emotional ups and downs, understanding that Man, right now I may I I need to be a little bit more kinder to myself because I'm having hormonal shifts in my body that make me a little bit more critical to myself and others. So that doesn't mean I'm a victim to it. It doesn't mean that it gives me the right to be just critical and mean and rude to myself and other people. This is a time that we need to remember that we need to be a little bit more kind. So Right now, I am in fall. So I have noticed, I told Alex, I'm a little sensitive right now. I'm noticing that I'm a little bit more sensitive right now. And he knows all about these seasons. And I've told him right now I'm in the fall. And I'm being a little, I I have to be very careful because I'm being very critical of myself and of my work and of my efforts. And I'm trying to not be. And I'm trying to practice mindfulness. And I'm noticing that there are some people and their behaviors that are like kind of, I can't be around people as much because I'm noticing that I'm a little bit more critical and of their behaviors. And I had this great talk with Alex last night where there's somebody in my life who's kind of, I, I'm like, man, I don't understand this person. I don't understand why they're saying the things that they're saying. I don't understand why they're doing the things that they're doing. Like, don't they see that when they say this and this and this, that how that can hurt people? And Alex just listened to me. And then he said, you know, so-and-so, their actions are really manifesting the hurt that they're dealing with their, in their life. They have some really deep hurts. And that's a really good manifestation of a scar and some maybe micro or macro trauma that hasn't been dealt with in their life. And I paused and I looked at him and I was like, I'm sounding very critical, aren't I? And he just kind of smiles because he knows not to answer because that would be unwise. (laughs) But he can smile. And I said, oh, I really am in fall. This is a really bad time for me to be examining other people's behavior, isn't it? And he just kind of smiles. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not really doing it from a wise place because I'm extra critical of myself. I'm finding that I'm a little bit more critical of other people. And I'm actually generally not a critical person. Usually I'm the person who's offering a bit more mercy to people because that's how I want to be looked at. I'm weak. I have a lot of flaws. If you knew me in person, you would understand that I'm a very flawed person. And my hope is that people are merciful to me and can look at me in those same eyes that Alex looked at. This other individual is usually when I'm not acting in my highest self is when I'm acting from a place of hurt or a place of um, maybe self-consciousness. And so I, I just need to be cautious when I'm in this fall period that I'm not examining other people and I'm not examining my own flaws too much. This is a time when I really need to sit in and spend more time in gratitude and more time focusing on 
what I do bring to this world. So as kind of a a combat against this, today is going to be a day when I'm looking outside of myself and saying, okay, how can I serve people around me? Who's hurting around me? Who's struggling around me? And how can I serve them? Because right now, the natural man, my, my reptile instinct within me is saying, be critical of myself, be critical of others. Right now is the time when I want to look at my body and say, um, it's a, a little bit more of a natural instinct for me to look at my body and say, oh, but, you know, I, 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 I still need to grow here. I still need to add more muscle here. Maybe I haven't dropped my body fat enough in this place for this cut. And it's kind of a bad time to examine that because I'm extra critical. So knowing where I'm at in this season of about 30-ish days, 28, 30-ish days, lets me know I probably shouldn't step into my critical brain right now because it does lean a little bit more towards being negative. So I hope as I've gone over these seasons that women usually go through, that it's allowed you to understand yourself a little bit more. Like I mentioned, I've walked Alex through these seasons so that he can understand where I'm at. And I will tell him like, okay, I'm in summer. And he's like, well, I'm feeling it. Like, you don't have to tell me like, I'm feeling you're in summer or I'm, I'm feeling a bit more like I'm in winter. And I'll tell him like, can, can I have the night off tonight? I'm just going to go shopping or I'm just going to sit in bed and watch a movie. Like I'll ask him and we're partners in life. And that's something that we've had to work hard to develop that wasn't just something that was naturally given to us in our relationship. We've had to work really hard at some things in our relationship. And there have been deep hurts and struggles in our relationship. So I don't want anybody to think that like, oh, I wish my, I could just say that to my husband. It's like, just so you know, this wasn't just, we were blessed to have this relationship. We've um, gone through some pretty hellish things to develop a relationship where I can show up in my honesty and where I'm at today and he can show up where he's at today and we can communicate and we're not building up resentment towards one another. But I can communicate with him and say, hey, I'm man, full-blown winter right now and I would like to take the night off. Can I take? And he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You, you go in, you have a you night, you watch a movie. Is there anything I can do to help? No, nope. I'm, I just kind of want to be alone right now. And it's a beautiful thing for him to be able to understand this about the cycle and not just be like, ugh, annoyed by it, but just like, oh yeah. And there are times when he comes to me and he's like, I'm really struggling right now. Can I? And it's like, yeah, yeah, of course. So it is great to have a partner where we've worked. <laughs> I cannot emphasize that enough. We've worked hard to be able to have this partnership. And I think it's great when people are just blessed with it. That's wonderful. Man, I wish I had been. At one point, I did think I was and, and come to find out I wasn't. And we had to work through some, some pretty hard things to develop a better relationship. And frankly, we're still working through some things. Um, but I'm excited. 
about where we're going. And I'm excited that I can say that to him. Last night was kind of one of those nights where I'm like, I need to go to bed a few hours earlier. I just want to lay down in bed and watch a movie. I'm full-blown fall right now. Can I do that? Oh, yep, you do that. You take that time. So that was great. Anyways, but I hope that this empowers you to not be a victim to these seasons, but understand yourself a little bit more and then say to yourself, okay, I, I now know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, but I don't want to be a victim to it. But now I understand why I'm feeling this way. And what can I do to still show up for myself, for my goals, for my family, for the people around me? And showing up is going to be different this week than it, did, than it was last week. But just remember that, that there are these seasons and we can be empowered by them. We don't need to be a victim to them. Thank you for joining me on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. If you have any questions, please write me on Instagram at Lifting Lindsay or go to liftinglindsay.com and you can see my coaching options as well as my training app that I have available.